Hey there! Every month, Annie has a call with our Path365 members and answers their questions. She tackles a wide range of topics from what to do with big emotions, what kinds of tips and advice she has for addressing difficult situations, how to deal with cravings, and so much more. Listen in as she does some real-life coaching for our Path members. Hi, Annie. How do you get over the mom guilt of stealing your child's childhood away from them because of your drinking? So first of all, I'm such a big believer in us really thinking consciously and examining the words that we use, even when we ask questions, because our brain is kind of like Google. And if you ask it a question, it's going to instantly supply an answer, right? And so actually a lot of our thinking can be more useful when we ask the right questions. So, and the right questions with kind of the right words. So like, how do you, you know, the mom guilt of stealing my child's childhood. I just want like everyone who's listening, who's a mom or who's a dad to check in with themselves and be like, how do those words feel like stealing my child's childhood with my drinking? They're, they're such heavy words and they're such intense words and they they carry so much sort of baggage that even in the question, the answer is going to be intense and heavy. And so I would be careful, like when you're noticing the questions that you're asking yourself or the thoughts that you're having, just notice the wording, notice the language. So that's a little bit of an aside from my answer, but I just couldn't help. And if I was coaching this person one-on-one or I was coaching them in a group, I would notice first that word stealing your child's childhood away from them. Like that phrase is so intense. And we would work on, you know, why does that feel like that to you? What what was it about your drinking that felt like stealing their childhood? And really unpacking that because sometimes we use words and we use phrases and we use them so automatically that we don't necessarily realize how much those things can cost us. So first of all, aside from the wording of the question and just kind of digging into the answer, I want to remember collectively that our children are incredibly resilient. And there's a good chance based on me having spoken to thousands and thousands of people that your child probably is having a better childhood than you had. That seems to be the trend. That seems to be, and and honestly, your childhood was probably better than your parents' childhood to some degree. And your parents' childhood was probably better than your grandparents' childhood. And you can check in with yourself if that's true for you in your family tree, if that if you believe that's true for you. But I really have noticed that so much of our parenting is getting better. And yet we beat ourselves up more for the mistakes we feel that we're making. But if we just take this holistic view of like, what was it like to grow up in your household, even with your drinking, Versus maybe what was it like to grow up in the household you grew up in or the household that your mom or dad grew up in or the household that your grandparents grew up in? Chances are, and again, check with with yourself that things are getting better. And guess what? Your parents are okay. You are okay. Like a lot of people have turned out just fine. So we so often underestimate the resiliency of children. Children are so incredibly resilient. They are so able to make and kind of almost transmute the bad to make the thing where they grow, where they learn. 
So understand that like your children are on their own path and your behavior might be contributing to their path, but you don't even know if that's going to be in a way that builds grit and character and personality, or if it's going to be in a way that maybe you wouldn't want, but either way, like to take so much responsibility on ourselves to say something like I'm stealing my child's childhood away from them. That's taking so much responsibility when this individual human is on their own path, on their own trajectory. And you as their parent certainly are massively influential, but you're also not all powerful. And so just take a breath and knowing that number one, things are probably getting better. Your kid probably is having a bit of a better childhood than even you did. And everything that happens to an individual can be for them. And so they're on their own path. And so don't take so much heaviness upon yourself. And I guess I'm saying that with the context of, I really want us to look critically at an emotion like regret and guilt, and not that we can wave a magic wand and get rid of those emotions. We need to process them. We need to work through them. We need to like really look inside of ourselves to, to be able to let them go and to forgive ourselves. But I want us to, as a first step to look critically at those emotions and what their cost is right? How is that feeling of guilt affecting your day here and now? How does that feeling of guilt affect your relationship with your child here and now? How does that feeling of guilt affect your likelihood of drinking again here and now? These are really important questions to ask yourself because guilt as an emotion generally makes people drink more, not less over time, generally makes it harder for us to stay alcohol-free, generally makes us more distant from the people we feel guilty because we hurt them in some way. We tend to withdraw from them as a protection mechanism. We tend to not be as open with them. We tend to not be as present with them. And we tend to withdraw from ourselves and we create separation inside of ourselves, which again, leads to our discomfort, our anxiety. And so on the whole, just look at this emotion, not saying that you can just drop it and not feel it anymore, but look at it and be like, is this a useful emotion? Is this something that's adding to my life in any useful way? And chances are it's not because you're asking, how do you get rid of it? Here's the thing. One of the ways to get rid of it is to really look at it for what it is. Look at it for the cost that this emotion is bringing into your life, right? The cost of loss of connection, possibly with your child, the cost of loss of connection with yourself, the cost of uh, really feeling perhaps triggered to drink when the guilt gets intense, right? On the net, look at the cost of this and looking at the cost of the negativity of an emotion like guilt is one of the great ways to start to allow like, okay, I want to choose not to feel that. Now we don't always feel like emotions are a choice because we feel like they happen to us. And in fact, when we emotion is triggered, especially if it's a habitual emotion, it can often be triggered up to seven seconds before the conscious mind is actually aware of it, right? Aware of the thought patterns that are associated with that emotion. So you can feel the emotion. You might see your child, you might feel that feeling of guilt up to seven seconds before your mind kicks in and you're like, start to think about why that emotion exists. Now, what is true though, is that those emotions were originally caused by thoughts. They were originally caused by a thought, probably of blame or shame or a pattern that you locked into your brain about you doing something wrong. And emotions can be changed by our thoughts as well. They can be changed by our thoughts as well. And they can be changed primarily by our focus. And when 
quite simply and beautifully and amazingly, because the brain is neuroplastic, one of the only things we have to do to actually shift an emotion is to consciously focus on something else when that emotion comes into play. So consciously say, oh, I'm feeling guilt. I'm not going to try to overanalyze this guilt. I'm not going to try to talk myself out of this guilt. I'm not going to go head to head in an internal battle of feeling guilt. I'm just actually going to take my focus and shift it to something else. I'm going to shift it to how grateful I am that the sun is shining. I'm going to shift it to how grateful I am that I have a child, no matter what. I'm going to shift it to just a slightly better thought that relieves the guilt in that moment and using that conscious attention to do that. And I want to say the reason, one of the things we really need to unpack sometimes is the reasons that we stay stuck in emotions like guilt and resentment. And we stay stuck because they actually have benefits. And so when we can understand the benefits that we're getting, that we probably don't even realize we're getting, because it's often subconscious about a, an emotion like guilt or resentment, we can actually start to unwind it. So some of the benefits of guilt include it feels productive. We feel like, okay, I'm doing something about the behavior I want to change in the past. I'm doing something about it now by ruminating, by beating myself up, by feeling guilty. So we're getting this productive feeling, but what we don't realize is it's kind of like running on a treadmill and not going anywhere. You're basically just exhausting yourself and you're actually not moving forward but it can feel very much like I'm paying the penance. So that's one of the benefits is it can feel productive. It actually can feel kind of perversely good to us in the moment because it feels like, well, at least if I make myself feel guilty, then I'm paying for my crimes. And we have such a resistance to allowing forgiveness for ourselves, which forgiveness, I love Oprah's definition of forgiveness. It's just accepting that the past could not have been any different than it was. And that's the reality. The past is in the past. It could not have been any different than it was. And when you have that frame, then you can start to allow and let go of the guilt. Now, the other thing, the other benefit that guilt gives us is it's socially acceptable. It's not socially acceptable to have done something that the whole society thinks is bad and then forgive yourself. But it's super socially acceptable to feel like, oh, I feel so guilty about that. I can't believe it. I'm such a bad mom. I'm so terrible. Not only is it socially acceptable in terms of like, we feel like everybody will approve of that emotion, whereas nobody will approve of, you know what? I've really forgiven myself for that. So that social acceptability keeps us stuck. But not only is it socially acceptable, but it's often socially reinforced you'll notice that you actually get some very positive reinforcement when you come into a group or you come into a friend or even you come to your child and burden them with, oh, but I just feel so guilty about what I did to you when I drank so much, I just feel so bad. What do they do? Oh, don't worry, mom. It's okay. I'm. Don't worry. I turned out fine. And so we use guilt often subconsciously as this tool for fishing for other people to make us feel better. But it's really insidious because we can get really addicted to the benefits and we can actually get very addicted to the feeling of guilt. And when we feel guilt, we're not accepting, I did what I did and I'm gonna do the harder thing of forgiving myself for it. 
And forgiveness is only accepting that the past couldn't have been any other way and looking straight on to this emotion and saying, what is this emotion costing me here and now? And if it's costing me closeness with myself, closeness with my child, if it's costing me possibly even my being alcohol-free because I'm triggered to drink because of it, I'm making a conscious decision to put down the guilt, which is within your power to do. You have this brilliant brain that is a conscious brain that allows you to focus on the things you want to focus on. And the more you focus on gratitude and forgiveness and acceptance that the past could not have been any other way, the more that guilt will unwind. And sometimes to see that and allow that, we need to understand what those benefits we're getting that we don't even realize we're getting from an emotion like guilt. So I hope that helps. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're ready to see how this naked mind can help you on your personal health and wellness journey and want to learn more, go to thisnakedmindpodcast.com to learn what your next best step is. Again, that's thisnakedmindpodcast.com. We have all of our free resources, programs, social links, and more available for you there. Plus, if you have your own naked life story to share, you can submit it there as well. Until next week, stay curious.